0: the joe smith show back podcast part two of the uh ufc fight week international fight week uh mega fight week card uh podcasts part two uh kevin's back with me what's up kevin what's up buddy what's going on brother so uh, get right into this uh so Part two of this uh, the, the podcast. We're going to get into uh, UFC 200, the main card. Uh, we're going to go over a few of the fights from Fight Night, uh, from Fight Night that happened uh, last night, the first the, the first night of uh, of the fights of the fight week. Um, huge, huge night of fights. Um, I guess the first thing I kind of want to start at is uh, what happened last night. What happened last night with the uh, with, with the fights i mean i know you were i'm too pumped i think we're both pumped that eddie alvarez won the belt yeah it was,
1: it was awesome i was starting to fade it was a long, it was a long night um i think it started at like 6 30 i probably shouldn't have started drinking at six but <laughs> by the time the main event came on i was like i was i was fading quick but i got pumped up when it uh when it happened
0: yeah, especially like when you had like a, the lead in for that fight was three rounds of touch butt, like heavyweight touch butt with uh, Derek Lewis and Roy Nelson. That, that shit was like just frustrating, boring. I don't know if there's enough emotions to kind of convey that fight because I, I was like a, a mixture of everything. Like I was excited for it, but then I was like, oh God, here we go again. You know, three rounds of uh, of against the cage and, and it was just yeah, that was all terrible over. yeah it was just all over the place um nobody was really going for anything um that that fight was super boring especially like on a late uh, late late card like that on a Thursday night which was pretty crazy um I thought that Roy Nelson got robbed. I thought that he definitely controlled the fight. He controlled the octagon he controlled uh, Derek Lewis against the cage, he had double-digit takedowns, um, he had guard passes, he had um, strikes to the ground when, when he had uh, Derek Lewis in a crucifix, um, I th- I thought he won 29-28, um, I thought he won the fight. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I, pro- I had him winning, but
0: was, we all won as soon as the fucking bell rang and that fight was over because that <laughs> fight sucked. Yeah, I agree. That was uh, that was brutal. I mean, I just felt it felt like it was going to be good. I thought they were actually going to throw hands in the first round, and then I remembered why you know Roy Nelson is Roy Nelson, and he he like he just he went right up against them. He pressed him into the cage and he held him against the cage for two and a half three minutes. Um, it was a it little was, ridiculous. It's like he had cinder blocks in his hands. He couldn't pick them up to throw them. They <laughs> just like I, I don't did he throw a punch? Down? Did he throw a punch in the fight? I think he was just nailing them. The first round was just covered in, um, it was Roy Nelson to pretty much summarize the first round. It was Roy Nelson pressing Derek Lewis against the cage, um, inside knee, uh, inside knees, uh, outside knees. He was just trying to chop the legs out from under him. I'm, I'm assuming, and just try to get, get it weak and get it like, gel, you know, get the legs like jelly or whatever, get them beat up and, uh, you know, kind of move forward, um, with some takedowns. And I, I thought the double-digit takedowns, I mean, he was taking them in the second round and third round. He was taking them down, you know, on demand. I mean, he was – whenever he wanted them to the ground, Roy was getting that takedown. Yeah, who cares? The fight sucked. Yeah, stunk. Uh, Borefest. Uh, the, the rest of the fights from the card were amazing. That's why I was, like, kind of bummed about that heavyweight fight because that was supposed to be, like, the fireworks fight. Uh, Joseph Duffy, huge win, gigantic win. Yeah, I mean, one punch KO pretty much. Yeah, and then he uh he, he choked him. He finished it with a choke. He just grabbed that neck and he just that was over. Um Joe Ben and uh who was it, Muhammad? Yeah, that was a great fight. Yeah, that was that that dude Muhammad, what a chin. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. He was knocked out like three separate occasions. I I thought he could have been called and then all of a sudden he was just fine. Like he was just came back from the dead. Yeah, um, that was a really really good fight. That does, that got a f- uh, performance of the night. Um, there was pa- another. What was it? Pa-
1: Pedro Munoz got performance of the night, and the uh, Joe Ban Bulliol got fight of the night.
0: Fight of the night, yeah, and that's right. And then uh, our boy, local local Philly legend now, Eddie Alvarez, got uh, got performance of the night. Um, stunning, stunning KO or uh, TKO. Uh, in the first round against Rafael Dos Anjos, I, I didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be a longer, drawn out fight. I I thought Eddie was going to win. I just thought his mind and his training was in the right place. Um, moving back to Jer- moving back to Philly, training in Jersey, just coming back home. I think that whole black. I think we touched on this the other uh, the other day. That whole move to my Florida, the Black Zillions, that was a horrible experiment. Yeah, I mean, what do you care? He's not from Boston. <laughs> Listen, I may not like Philly teams, like Philly like major pro sports teams, but I love the city of Philadelphia. I was born in the city of Philadelphia. He's Eddie's my boy. Oh yeah, cuz he won the title now, of course you like him. No, I don't I usually like underdogs. So like that's like you know, all of a sudden, I should if I, if I only like underdogs, I should probably hate him now because he won the title. No, the bandwagon's getting a little heavy, Joe. So you I have to get off. Listen, I would. I started the bandwagon. I yeah, right. I started pulling that bandwagon on my back. Mm-hmm. When he was fighting in in Dream and uh, Elite XC, and I mean every every company he's been, he's been a champion. He's the first uh, Bellator and UFC champion. That's you know. That's pretty big. I mean, usually Bellator guys come over to U- the UFC and they get worked.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there was there was obviously a few of them that were pretty high level. I think Will Brooks is is the next one. I think he's a high level fighter and he's just getting in the UFC, so
0: it'd be good to watch him fight tonight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that fight. That's that's definitely a fight that I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, I mean, just going back to Eddie's finish. I mean, I was I was kind of concerned that he was like he went for that flying knee. Um, you know, for yeah, Dosanias do like, San, was done by then. He, yeah, he was he was out. I mean, you could
1: see it. He, you know, Dosanios normally if he gets on top, he's pretty tough to get off. But as soon as as soon as Eddie started to try and stand up, Dosanias, you could see it in his eyes he couldn't do anything. I mean, Eddie didn't use any technique. He just stood up dosanias was just like
0: falling over yeah i think at one point like after he tried the flying knee he connected i guess a little bit um i guess to the body or something i did i couldn't really see because it was kind of wild uh, he was just he was throwing that like wide uh right hook and just just teeing off going from the, the right hook to an uppercut just trying to get inside that uh to you know put it away i was like this is it. This is finally. He's finally gonna win the belt. I was I was getting pumped, and then all of a sudden he went for the flying knee. Um, he went to the ground. RDA grabbed like a neck or something. And I'm like, oh shit! Here, you know, here's gonna be the moment where he almost wins, and then like Dos Anos like, you know, catches him with like a choke or something, and kind of ruins all of our, our whole night. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was pretty drunk. I forgot about that part. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, he th- that fight. Definitely good stoppage. Um oh, yeah. Was, yeah. was out of He was done. He was done. Yeah. I mean he was taking shots left and right and Eddie, you know, from from everybody that's taking shots from him, he is a precise, uh precise uh fighter. He's a precise uh striker.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. He was throwing everything
0: fairly I mean, fairly wild and it was and it was accurate. Yeah, yeah. He was just kind of teeing off and I was just like Please don't, you know, blow your gas tank. Please don't waste your gas tank. Just just let it loose and, you know, finish it now. Um, now, who do you think gets the next shot? I mean, going moving forward, who do you think gets the next shot? I mean, uh, Habib is is definitely up there. Yeah, I mean, if Habib doesn't stub his toe, makes it to fight <laughs> night, Jesus Christ, guys like miniature Cain Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, – he, he's been out for like what two years and he came back and he beat a can and all of a sudden he's like on Twitter talking shit.
1: I mean, yeah, I hope he, hope he can just
0: make
1: it to the fight. I, you know, it's fun to watch fight because he just absolutely destroys people. So it'll be good to see him, you know, take a step up in competition. Cause you know, he hasn't really fought high level guys lately. I mean, he beat Dos Anos, but that was years ago. Um, it was like, what was it, 2012, 2013 or something he beat Dos Anjos? Yeah, that might have been Dos Anos's,
0: like last <laughs> – lo- uh, t- well, he beat Dos Anjos 2014. 2014. So yeah. it was probably right before he got hurt. Yeah. So that, And then he came back and he fought Daryl Horsher two years yeah. later. oh. Uh, uh, Almost two years to the date. He his last fight was April 19, twenty fourteen. He came back April 16, 2016. So he was out basically two years. Came back, beat a uh, beat a can to go to twenty three zero. His UFC record isn't like isn't like wow. You know, it's not like spectacular. I mean, he has some names on there, but they're not. Other than Dos Anjos, they it's like Pat Healy and beat Diaz, didn't he? No. Tiago Tavares, uh, Glace and Tebow. He didn't beat Nate Diaz? I thought he no. fought Diaz. But then, wasn't he supposed to fight oh, Diaz? no, no, no. Or
1: Dos Anjos beat Diaz. Dos Anjos beat Diaz.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't really fought any names. I'll, I'll kind of lose my brain if, uh, Habib gets the, the next title, the, the next shot at the title. I mean, uh, he's probably most deserving. serving. I mean, who
1: else is there? I mean, is Ferguson? Ferguson? Did he get just get hurt? I
0: think he just got hurt, right? Uh, I thought he was fighting uh, at the fight night in, Ju- in the end of July in what? Chicago. Yeah, what? no, no, he's
1: fighting like the South Dakota one. He was supposed to headline it. Did he yeah. get hurt or did Kiesa get hurt? Um, I maybe. think he, I think Kiesa got hurt, and Ferguson's fighting someone else, but it's like a bomb he's fighting.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would almost rather see the rematch of uh, RDA, but then then Habib, but I kind of like I kind of like the fact of it not being a rematch, so you can kind of move the title along and not get stuck in like a trilogy fight. In case Dos Anjos does win, then you have you have to do a trilogy right away. Well, F- Ferguson and Alvarez would be a really fun fight to watch. Yeah, because they both kind of just throw everything they have. Yeah, agree. I completely agree. I, I mean. Sixteen of Habib's uh, wins were at Pro FC in Russia and U- the Ukraine, so and an M1 Challenge. So I mean, read into that what you what you want. I mean, what you like? Yeah, I mean, I don't... sixteen and zero in Russia. That's like that's like Fedor not you know winning against uh, Fabiano Fabiano Maldonado. Yeah. I –
1: yeah, we'll see. It's still too early. We'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, going to the uh, let's move on to the main event. Um, p- big news. It's a good thing that we uh, we were talking. Good thing we did the uh, 200 two hundred and two two parts because shocking. John Jones tests positive for uh, for PED and gets pulled from the main event. I mean, I don't. I think people were shocked, but I'm. I, I was shocked that initially that it happened three days before the before the actual fight. But I mean, nothing shocks me with him anymore. No,
1: I mean, if you know,
0: the simplest way to usually do it too is the eye test,
1: and he is fucking yoked now compared to how he was before. I'm sure, lifting weights and everything helps, but he he just looks
0: ridiculous now compared to how he was a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of glad it wasn't a street drug, you know, like it, it was actually, it was a PED. Like I was more, I was, I, I don't like the guy I used to like him when he was like up and coming. Cause he was just humble. He was like fun. And just, he, he wasn't this arrogant asshole that he is now. And I think all the people around him have, have blown up his ego so big that it just doesn't fit in the room with him. Like it's just, he's just such a dickhead. It's beyond belief. Yeah, he's kind of – he became like so fake. Yeah, it's like you can never tell if he's like being real or fake or if he's like really trying to be genuine or if like all of a sudden he's just like being an asshole again or he's just trying to be fake because Malkikawa or whatever the hell his name is told him to. Um, I think his management, I think they're all – I think he just – he needs – Malkikawa, I think he just needs a fresh start. I mean – if he does get suspended for two years and he has to sit out, I think he'd, he'd just, just pick up, move, move back to New York and train at uh, Alameda's, go train at TriStar. Just pick up, move from his, his current surroundings, change management, move forward, and just get yourself into a better situation, into a new, fresh situation. Because obviously, this one doesn't work for him.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, I really could care less about the guy anymore. He just... He's ruined so many
0: cards, and you know who, who knows if we'll ever fight again.
1: And who, who cares at this point?
0: Yeah, I, I, I have no interest in seeing him fight again. To be honest with you, I was I was kind of psyched about this because I wanted DC to get that that uh, loss back. I wanted DC to get that uh, revenge against him and just be able to you know talk shit to him like like Jones did to DC afterwards. Um, I know DC really wanted this fight. Um, watching the embedded where Dana told. Uh, it was like episode five where Dana told, you know, D.C. like what Wednesday night that that he was out. It was like 12 Eastern when when Dana told him they they uh, filmed it in the embedded. We we both watched it. It was gut wrenching. I mean, D.C. was just torn up. He was so just distraught after that. I, I felt bad for the guy. I saw them dollar signs going away. Yeah millions and millions of dollars i mean you're talking about major pay-per-view points yeah
1: i yeah i mean that's i'm sure anyone is would be upset at that point but i you know you have to i'm glad they found someone from the fight you know it's not really an interesting fight but i'm just glad he gets paid he put in so much work and you know he does a lot commentating and doing all that shit for the ufc glad they found a way to get him his paycheck
0: yeah, and when when Jones first pulled, my initial thought was, you bring Musasi from the uh, undercard, you bring him up, and you either pay the uh, the guy Musasi was supposed to fight, you pay him um, his uh, show money, um, and just you know a, a show and win money, which I'm sure it's like fucking peanuts. I th- I'm sure it's like probably twelve and twelve. Pay him his show money, bring Musasi up, and have a five round title fight the last strike force light heavyweight champion versus the you know the current ufc uh light heavyweight champion and you give Musasi a shot i mean i, I think it, it could at least sold a little bit P- people you know hardcore fans people that know the sport know how badass Musasi is uh, i mean i don't really
1: i don't really have too much of an interest in watching him fight um Musashi. i mean anderson at least it's fun you get to see anderson kind of you know is DC going to stand with him for a little bit? Um, you know, if we get to see that, that'll be fun. Watch him throw some strikes and, you know, it could be a crazy
0: fight. DC's pretty tough. He doesn't really get knocked out. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a chin. I mean, I th- I, mean, I I, I mean, was looking forward. I, I thought the Musasi fight. I just think that Mus- Musasi deserves some bigger fights. I, I, I like him a lot. I, I think he's... I think he's really good. I've always enjoyed watching him fight, and I think he's just, he's definitely a talent that the UFC should utilize uh, a bit more. Um, I mean, they, he, some, he submitted their, their golden boy, you know, Mark Hunt. I mean, you know, person they're paying millions and millions of dollars to now after this new contract. He subbed him a few years ago. I mean, not that it's hard to sub him, but I mean, he has notable wins over big names.
1: You know, the hardcore base knows him, but. I, I don't think it's it, you don't make you, you add buys by add, adding on Anderson. You wouldn't add buys by promoting
0: Masasi to the main card because he's already on the card. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving moving on from uh, from that, I mean, kind of last thing I'll touch on in Jones. What an asshole! I mean, just what an asshole! And the B the B sample right before we uh, we went live the uh, B sample. Came back and uh, Usada announced that it tested positive as well. So the A sample and B sample both tested. So now he's got to now Jones has to sit in front of uh, Usada and he's got to sit in front of uh, NSAC and you know fight this case. So I don't think he's gonna you know I don't think he's gonna be successful. He'll probably be out for for two years. I won't be surprised. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the new, the new fight on there, as you were kind of alluding to, Anderson Silva stepping in on like two days' notice fighting Daniel Cormier. Three round fight, uh, non title fight at 205. They, uh, they both made weight this morning. Uh, Anderson Silva weighed in 198 and a half. Uh, DC weighed in, I think, it like 205, 206 with a towel. Um, it wasn't a championship fight. He didn't have to make championship weight. Um, I think he just looked depleted after you know all this week's all this week of drama and all the, all this shit that kind of went along with it. Um, you like that fight? I mean, sure. Any anytime
1: Anderson fights, it's fun to watch. Cormier always brings it too. Um, it's a clear clear style clashing here. So, I mean, either I mean Anderson. I'm sure Anderson has a shot at knocking him out, and he's shown that his power translates to the higher weight classes. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think he can knock out DC, but who knows? Maybe he can, but it's just a fun fight. I mean, it doesn't really do anything in the rankings, anything like that. It's just, it'll be a fun fight to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is Anderson's money fight, you know, where Anderson's trying to take as many fights as possible to make as much money before he's done. I mean, he's like what? Oh, and four, Oh, and three in his last, last few fights. He, he's not relevant for a t- for a middleweight title, fight anytime soon i think at this point he's just fun fights like this i mean i they were talking about like on the embedded today that got released today they were talking about anderson like being undefeated at 205 i mean he fought like what keith jardine and like and and uh forrest griffin fought bonner griffin and james irvin yeah yeah, I mean, you know, wait for me to like stand up and like applaud him for doing that. I mean, I don't I don't see there's you know, I don't see those as major fights at two oh five. DC's after now Jones with with Jones being out, DC's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Um No. He was number two. John Jones is out, so how is he number one? Now mighty mouse is pound for pound. Get, Get off Joe Rogan's sack with that Mighty Mouse talk. Dude, Mighty Mouse, what has he lost like a round I like 10 I years? Don't know. I, I have no interest in watching him. It's like, – it's, those are some of the worst-selling cards of, uh, of any pay-per-views. And I just – he's clearly so far ahead in that division than everybody else that it's just like not even worth watching his fights because he's like – He's so much more advanced than it was like kind of Ronda Rousey in early days.
1: <laughs> but how's that his fault?
0: Oh, it's not his fault. I just think that that Daniel's fighting t- uh, tougher competition.
1: Oh, I need, I
0: need to see Cormier. I, Cormier beat some other people. Two of five, such a weak division. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right now, everybody's everybody's kind of getting up there in age. We some uh, some youth needs to kind of uh, start building its way up. I mean, Cormier's thirty eight, kind of moving moving forward, but. This is this is definitely uh, Anderson and Cormier fun fight. It's it's a a fight that's fitting of a UFC 200, like a a celebra- celebratory fo- uh, card. You know, this is just like a fun fight for the fans to give people their money's worth to make them not you know uh, ask for a refund of their tickets. Yeah. Um, so now with, with that fight, they announced that Misha Tate is Amisha Tate versus Amanda Nunez is now the new main event. Um, then Brock Lesnar got moved down to the co-main event. I think that Misha Tate's like management, like started bitching about pay-per-view points or some shit. And all of a sudden, you know, Dana, you know, got put in a corner and he gave that fight to her, gave the, gave the main event fight to her. I don't think I, paper pay-per-view points have anything to do with where you fight on the card. Well, if you're, if you're, if you're the main event then you get, you get pay-per-view points. That's not, that's not necessarily
1: true. It's in your contract. It's all contract-based. Yeah, but if Most they... most of the champions have it in their contract that they get points for pay-per-view. Not most. I mean some of them do. I doubt at the, unless Tate negotiated in her last contract that she gets points. I don't think that matters. I'm sure they're all getting some sort of higher compensation for being on UFC 200 anyway. Yeah. But Brock Brock's definitely getting points regardless of where he fights on the fucking card.
0: Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I know he is, but I, I'm, I'm – I'm just going to go out on a limb and limit, kind of, just assume that being in the main event, being that 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 name, that's the headlining bill. You're going to get more pay per view points. Your your pay per view points are going to be a little bit more than the co main event. It's, that's it's, why everybody wants no, that main it's, event spot.
1: It's all it's all in your contract. It's nothing to do with where where you're fighting the card. Like Gilbert Melendez gets pay per view points regardless of if he's a main event or not.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't think those are uh, those are like champion contracts when like um, Eddie Alvarez will 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 sign a new contract now that he's a champion. They'll sign him to a long, long-term long deal because he's the champion now. Bisping, I think they signed him to a new contract or they gave him a different contract, like a champion's contract. Um, I, I personally think that it should have been Frankie Edgar versus Aldo in the main event. They're the heavier weight for the title. It's a fight that actually sells. They fought before. Frankie's a household name. Aldo's a huge, huge name in Brazil. Um, I think that should have been the main event for the interim title, but – that's just me. Well, it obviously should have been Brock. He's the peop- He's the reason it's going to do a high amount of pay per views. Yeah, they. Well, it's going to be hard to put uh, Mark Hunt executing Brock Lesnar on in a in a main event. It's not going to be not going to be that thrilling. No, it doesn't matter. Everyone's leaving after that fight. Anyone? Anyway. No one's fucking sticking around to watch Misha Tate fight Amanda Nunes. <laughs> yeah, the, the I think the story of the week or story of the month leading up to that fight. The only thing that I actually. Care about is that dude, um, Vegas Dave or whatever his, the hell his name is. He bet like f- 1.3 million on Misha versus Amanda Nunez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won a bunch on Misha before, too. Yeah, on the last two Misha fights, he bet and he won like a boatload on the home fight. And now they're like, buddy, buddy, he bets on her every time now or some shit. I think that's the only like fun reason for anybody actually cares to see if that dude wins you know 1.3 million or whatever i mean i can really care less neither neither of those two
1: can beat rousey the only person that you know i that i have interest in watching fight i like watching home flight just because i know she can beat rousey obviously um and i want cyborg fun to watch the fight in the female division but besides that who gives a shit all these girls are like so far below You know, Rousey and the the upper upper tier athletically. I don't really give a shit about watching them fight. Yeah, I mean they're they're fun to watch fight sometimes. They they usually bring it, but
0: I mean, I don't I'm not like buying a pay-per-view to watch them fight. Yeah, I just can't stand Misha Tate. I just you know I just can't stand her. I just don't like her like smug fucking attitude. Like I just she like walks around like she didn't get like embarrassed and ragdolled by Rousey like three times. I mean, Rhonda threw her around like a small child for in, in two fights. It was just dominating performance. And then now she's walking around like she like is undefeated, like UFC champion, like she's never lost before ever in the UFC because she like she got lucky with it with a choke because Holly Holm doesn't know how to defend a rear naked choke. Yeah, I mean meaningless fight I think she should I
1: think Tate will win but I don't really care
0: yeah I I think I think Tate's gonna win too I think you know probably end up agreeing on that one um argument sake I'll go with the undercard because I always do um I'll go with I'll take Amanda Nunez argument sake for the uh for the picks for the pickle uh maybe maybe she upsets her uh Misha Tate usually doesn't have trouble uh, making weight she looked like she was having a lot of trouble this morning she weighed in at literally the last possible second, she came in at 10, 10 a.m. like Vegas time, and the op- the scales were open from eight a.m. to ten a.m. If she would have been there thirty seconds later, she would have uh, missed away in time. They would have pulled her from the Uf- from UFC 200, and there would have been a new main event. And Dana probably would have like blown a gasket. He probably had like a his ears would have been like flaring. He face would turned red, and probably had a heart attack. Yeah. I mean, that probably would have been,
1: I mean, it would be funny because he would have got all freaked out. No one, no one,
0: no one fucking cares if that's like happens or not. Yeah. By the way, I think like the best prediction I think I've made is the fact that, I mean, this was kind of like, I should have probably bet on this, but I think it was like a stone cold lock that, um, just touching on the weigh-ins real quick, uh, stone cold lock that Kelvin and, uh, Hendricks that there's no chance in hell that both of them were making weight and sure that's just it's like amazing
1: to me that like what are they doing that they can't make weight
0: I I don't know I really don't know um Hendrix was on like Flow Combat or something before before the uh like leading up to or during fight camp saying how he was eating cheeseburgers, how his like weight was so great and his cutting was so great and his camp was so great. He was eating cheeseburgers during his fight camp. Maybe he shouldn't have probably done that. Uh probably yeah, bad idea. We was, was one fucking cheeseburger away from making weight. Point two five pounds. Yeah. So because he's a quarter overweight, um with the new uh weight cut rules, you get one shot. There's no two hour extension to lose the rest of the weight. You did have. he know that? Or did,
1: did I- I haven't seen anything from him since. I had literally – I just got back from work.
0: So I hadn't seen anything since. He, he uh, stamped off the uh, stage like a, like a child and he, he just looked furious. Like he thought he was going to make weight but I mean he he was trembling on stage. He like went up on that like makeshift like stage um, and he was trembling behind the towel. Like he looked so depleted and so bad that I thought if he – Died. I wouldn't been surprised. He always looks like that, though. But it usually doesn't affect his performance.
1: I don't know. I just think I. I, I thought they didn't have to weigh in at ten a.m. I thought they could weigh in later.
0: No, it's it, it's um eight to ten. They have the uh. It, so you have any time between eight and ten where you can uh, you have a two hour window to come in at any time and uh, weigh in. You, this way, you don't have to like wait all day. You can come in right in the morning. You can cut weight in the morning and then. Cause a lot of people were complaining that you're cutting weight in the morning and then you're waiting around six hours to make weight at four and four in the afternoon. So this way it just, you have a two hour limit. You, you roll in there, you make weight once and you're out of, out the door. But this way you have to make sure that you take full advantage at two hours. So you can roll in there at, at, you know, 15 minutes prior, make weight, do a few weight checks in the back, make weight and you're done with it. You know, but because he missed by a quarter, quarter of a pound, He's now docked twenty percent, and now this is a catch weight, and now Dana's probably getting all mad and pissy about it, and like make him fight at middleweight or cut him.
1: Uh, me, I don't know. Maybe he can play the I mean, 25 pounds.
0: Yeah, that's kind of insane. Yeah, I, I didn't believe it either, but then I did because I that was like my prediction. Like there was no chance that they were both going to make weight. And Kelvin made weight. He was 171. He looked thin but 171. But that's fucking ridiculous that these professional fighters, both of these fucking clowns, have so much prob- have so many problems making weight. It's absurd to me that you, you – like every fight, you're just – it's the question is it's not if you're going to win or if you're going to lose. It's if you're actually going to make weight. And they're both like fucking 5'2". How can you not weigh in at 170 pounds? Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, so moving on to the main event, uh, Frankie Edgar and Aldo. I think that's the, that's the fight that I'm most looking forward to. Um, other than Mark Hunt killing Brock Lesnar, um, I want to see Frankie hoist that belt on the same weekend as uh, as Eddie. I think that'll be huge. Uh, what do you think of that fight? Yeah, I mean it's the the first fight was great. Edgar just needed to
1: steal one one more round. Um, I he's looks he's looked better as a late than Aldo has Aldo's always getting hurt he get got knocked out um, and Eggers just been tearing everyone apart so you know I think I I want Frankie to win and if I was making the odds I'd
0: probably put Frank he's a slight favorite at this point yeah I, I agree with that I mean Frankie's won what five straight um, he just knocked out Chad Mendez, right or was that was Mendez after a favor yeah no yeah. I was Faber than Mendez? Yeah, so he just knocked out M- M- uh, Mendez. He just like he just destroyed Mendez. He beat Faber. I mean, he's beat big names to get to where he's at, and that's that's the Frankie way of doing things. I mean, Frankie doesn't take anything that's like given to him. He earns all the shots. He fights the hard way, you know. He fights. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's an old school guy. You know, it'd be good to see him get a belt at 145 too. You know, he'd be a 55 pound champ and 45 pound champ. I think it'd be the third ever.
0: Yeah, BJ uh, Penn and uh, what Liddell or no Couture? Couture. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, and then maybe like before he retires, he like, or maybe he f- has the 45 pound belt for a little while, and then he goes down the 35 or something. and Then he's like the first like three division champ, which would be you know insane because f- that's definitely like a Frankie thing, though. He that's something he would do. Yeah, he could make thirty five too. He said it, but you know, we'll see. But let, he's got to win the forty five first. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's gonna win. Um, I think Aldo. Um, I don't think that it's it's quite uh, shocking and a surprise that since Usada testing uh, rolled through, Brazilians are like ten percent winning winning right now. As far as like you know, major major UFC fights, they're like. The resilience coming coming from you know from Brazil, like with their winning percentage is like ten percent right now, and th- there's no, and ever since you saw testing uh, went into effect, now there's no Brazilian champions.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely there's definitely some sort of
0: correlation going on. There's some sort of pattern, but you know we'll see. All those getting hurt all the time, like you know they're always getting hurt. <laughs> um. There has to be, you know, been something going on because. What's the other fight on the card we're missing? Uh, Travis Brown. Oh yeah, who uh, cares about Travis Brown? He yeah. sucks.
1: Yeah. Kane's Kane's gonna destroy him.
0: Yeah, Kane's gonna kill him. Kane's gonna. This is gonna be Kane's like statement fight where like, Kane's gonna destroy Travis and then Travis is gonna walk with like his balls like tucked in his ass like back to uh Edmund, you know, quote unquote the greatest coach in the world. Out there, Edmund, Coach yeah, Edmund, he sucks. Glendale, Rousey, uh, Rousey Senior. Um, so we, I think we both have Kane on that one. Yeah, yeah, I think Kane's gonna him. Yeah. I can't even pick Brown for a pickem because I like probably be the dumbest pick I've ever made in my entire life. I can't even pick Brown for the for the pickem. So I would we'll just take Kane on that one. Um, and then moving on, the last fight: Brock Lesnar, Mark Hunt. I think Mark Hudd is going to demolish him.
1: Uh I it's uh, it's so tough to pick because w- what type of shape is Brock in? How seriously did he take this? Um it's just it's it's a weird situation cuz you know part of me saying this is just Brock doing it for the gimmick to do it. And then part of me saying, well, he doesn't really need the money. He's already rich as shit. He's getting a massive check next next month for Summerslam. Yeah, he and, lives in
0: Canada, so it's like shit's like free up there anyway. Like everything's free up there. So, and then uh, so so to me it's like maybe he really feels
1: better from his illness, and he's like, all right, I can train now. I can put in the work. I want to show like what I'm capable of. And part of me is like, nah, this is just a gimmick. And, you know, and even if he did take it really seriously and he put everything in, Mark Hunt could still knock out a fucking bull. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so uh, it's just I, – I, th- I think the odds were pretty close to even the last time I looked. I think Hunt was a slight favorite. I think it might have been like he was minus 130. Brock was plus 110, something
0: like that. I think that's probably about right. But yeah, for argument's sake, I'll take Brock. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, I think Hunt's going to kill him. I think Hunt's going to land. I I envision this fight ending with an uppercut. I think Brock's going to go to like take one of these like falling shots where he's going to go and and like bull rush him and try to like just reach for legs and try to go for this double leg and Hunt's just going to uppercut, KO. Brock's going to end up on the ground and Mark Hunt's going to walk away as Brock's face down on the ground, just just straight uppercut as he's trying to go for a takedown. Brock hasn't b- been in the octagon for what five, six years now. Um, that octagon rust is going to, you know, be real. Um, taking a real punch again in that time frame, especially from somebody that hits as hard as Mark Hunt. Um, I think Mark Hunt just like it might be like it's going to be like a, a, a demolish. He's going to demolish Brock. I, I just I don't see where Brock can win this. I'm I like
1: I could see it being something weird where Brock actually has or uh, Brock Lesnar actually has a pretty good jab compared to I guess most heavyweights. He's pretty good sticking out his jab. He's got ridiculously long arms. So and he's already that much taller than Mark Hunt. I could see it being something weird where Brock just like jabs him for like four minutes and Hunts whiffing trying to hit him, and then if. Gets if it gets to the end of the first round, Hunt's dead. He's dead tired. So I don't know. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, every time I I always think about like the fact that like Hunt has like a reach disadvantage. I go back to the Shrew fight and the fact that like Stefan Shrew is like ten foot ten, and but, but I think Brock has a longer reach than Shrew, right? I think Brock had the longest reach ever. I think he has the largest hands ever. I don't think he has the largest reach ever. Are th- like him and John Jones have the same reach? I. Th- thought I thought that like they were the two longest reaches you might. I, I thought Shrove had the longest reach because like, he's like, I actually, he's like I actually stretch arm. Strong. Isn't, I don't think his reach is that big though. Huh? I, yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought Brock has like an 80 some inch reach. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be right. That's, you know, definitely could be right. Um, but I just don't see how Hunt uh, loses this, but – So I'm going to take mean, Hunt,
1: Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, Hunt's really good at closing the distance. He's good at getting in there and, and landing shots on the
0: inside, and he can take a punch, so. Yeah, and like I said, Brock is not used to getting – he's gotten punched in the face by like by big guy Shane Carwin, uh, Frank Muir, Overeem, but they don't punch as hard as Mark Hunt. He's like – I mean, yeah, it's, it's a whole other situation. Yeah, Dude, and, I, and I also I'm like really rooting for Hunt because I want Hunt to win and I want Overeem to win uh, to beat Stipe in like in two months and I want to see that fight for the for the belt. That's the fight that I would that's that'll that'll make my year for as as a fight fan. Who? Hunt versus Reem for the for the UFC belt. Uh, screw Reem, he's a cheater. I want I want Stepe to win. Yeah, but I would I would definitely definitely like to see that fight and then hunt i want to see hunt before he retires hoist that gold and i think the easiest way for for hunt to do that is through uh not through stipe so um yeah i mean anything else you have on the uh on on 200 no it should be a fun night i mean top to bottom it's gonna be a really fun night yeah i mean i think it would have been a lot better you know with con the connor fight or or you know if the Jones DC fight actually went through but this this card is really you know it's continuing to shape up and let's just make let's just hope that like nobody falls on the steps leading up to this cuz this is like th- this card can't take any more hits. No. Yeah, I mean they got to by now it has to be. Yeah, and you know touch just touching on that quick Dana White was on that Cowherd Co- cohort show or Colin Co- Cohort or whatever his fucking name is. He Colin was on that Yeah, him. Um, He was on that show earlier today, and he said that this past 48 hours has been the most stressful, worst 48 hours in his whole career, (laughs) which which is, like, saying a lot. Because he – like, if you haven't listened to this rant yet, listen to this rant, he lit up Jones. He went on this huge rant. He just destroyed Jones. He said there's no reason for us to fucking talk. There's – he did what he did, and it's just like – like basically saying like he's a grown adult. He's a, gr- he's a man, F- you know, figure your shit out. Cause this is getting to be absurd now. Yeah. I mean, I'm done talking about Jones. Yeah. Fuck him. All right. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll reconnect after the uh, fights and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully these fights end up being really, really good and ends up being, you know, living up to the name, uh, the UFC 200. Um, yeah. So, um, thank you all for listening um check it check us out we'll be back for a uh, post uh, fight uh, recap after the weekend uh, i want to thank uh, kevin for joining me uh today and um you know sh- share the podcast subscribe to the podcast uh social media follow me there and um just look out for the uh, the follow-up and uh, enjoy the fights this weekend thanks final Kendall.
1: final word joe's an idiot bye Later.